you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dolson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Graves, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling or couples therapy. Welcome back to Relationship Psych, the podcast. Today we are talking about how to make your relationship happy again. We're going to go over some steps to start doing to make your relationship better and some common mistakes that get in the way. So I'm curious, let's start this out with a bit of an interesting question. What is more important to you, your partner or your phone? So if you keep reading, I'm going to disclose that I did something that made me feel eh, a little silly (laughs) and a key ingredient for making your relationship feel happy again. So a few weeks ago, my partner and I were out walking. It was a gorgeous day and I coaxed my reluctant husband into a video with me for a reel. As we were setting up my tripod, my phone popped out of the stand, hit the pavement and shattered the screen. Since I use my phone for daily business, I got to work right away to sorting out if I should get the screen fixed or maybe just buy a new phone. Even though getting the screen fixed would have been the cheaper option, I sat down at my computer doing the research and I quickly found my fingers Googling iPhone 13. Without consciously choosing to buy the phone, my mind started making a series of decisions. Did I want the standard size iPhone 13 or the mini iPhone 13? And what color did I need it in? Starlight, midnight, blue, pink, My internal mind was rationalizing I needed the pink iPhone 13, 512 gigabytes with Apple Care coverage. Even before I thought about it, I was on the checkout screen inputting my credit card to cover the cost of the $15,000 price tag. After all, I mean, I needed the new phone for work, right? As I was typing in the expiry date of my credit card into the system, it registered in my brain that I had just selected to buy Apple Care. I wondered, hmm. Had I purchased Apple Care, had my previous self purchased Apple Care for my current phone with the cracked screen? And while the screen on my Apple account started loading while well, I was going to check if I did in fact have Apple Care, I started thinking of what else I could what else I could currently do with $1500. Maybe my husband and I could go on a short vacation nearby to a local wine region and ride our bikes to some different wineries. We could see the leaves turn and fall off the trees. We could put some money towards a ski trip to a bucket list destination like Colorado, which I've wanted to do so bad. Or we could enjoy like 10 high end meals out. I mean, we could do way more than fast food. I started to think of us smiling, laughing, sipping wine or racing each other down the ski hill. That's what I was thinking about as I thought, as I found out, I did in fact have Apple Care. As soon as I saw it, Apple Care, my cheeks flushed. I felt silly. I even felt a little warm. I gave myself an internal talking to. 
I realized instead of spending $1,500 on a new phone, I could simply spend $39 to have my screen replaced. I could spend money in alignment with my values, not just because iPhone released an updated phone. I got quickly swept up in the allure of the newest gadget. And I got thinking like, how many people are like me that just quickly get swept up in the newest gadget? Just start entering their credit card number because we need the newest phone. We need the phone for work. I mean, I don't spend $1,500 on most things, but for some reason I was able to rationalize that phone. I mean, yeah, it's a fact. At this point in life, phones are important, but I didn't need a new phone. And I certainly didn't need the newest phone money could buy. It made me stop and think, do you think your bank statement reflects what's actually important to you? I had to think about this earlier this year. Earlier this year, I started working with an accountant and I gave my credit card statement over to her, my personal statement. I felt naked, vulnerable, exposed. My mind started rolling over the question, what will she think of my spending? I had to remind myself my priorities would be different than hers and it was okay if she judged me. It really got me thinking about where our priorities go, our money flows. That brings me back to my original question. What's more important to you, your partner or your phone? Would your bank account reflect your answer? So if you've been thinking, how do I make my relationship happy again? Ask yourself, what are you going to do to make your relationship happy again? Two common mistakes I see that prevent couples from taking action to make their relationship really, truly happy again are these two things. So mistake one, thinking that just adding in a date night will solve all your relationship problems. Well, it might solve some of them, but tell me if this has ever been you. It's date night. And even though you and your spouse haven't been connecting like you used to, you don't miss date night. It's important to you. You decide to mix it up. You pick a new restaurant because you think, hey, Maybe a new place might equal new memories, which could light a new spark. And because you want it to be like the old times where words flowed easily, love was palpable in the air, you spend a few hours shopping to get the new outfit. And you even wash your hair before the date. As you sit down at the restaurant, you order drinks and the excitement of rekindling begins to fade away as you and your spouse stare awkwardly at each other and you don't quite know what to say. Even worse, you begin to feel the urge to pull out that phone just to get a little entertainment. Maybe you've even started wondering, how did it get like this? Will this be our future? Will we ever reignite the spark between us? And if you've had this problem, you're not alone. It's common for couples to go through a rough patch, but there's good news. You can get communication tools to get the conversation flowing again and spark the connection between you. If you learn how to communicate effectively again, Now, when couples get to this almost breaking point, they usually turn to couples therapy and that's why they pay me $250 an hour to help with that. But the problem is that can get uh, fairly expensive and I'm also sold out and not seeing new clients for a few months. And that's why I created this new course called Communication Cures that you've probably heard about in the last few podcast episodes. This is where I take y'all through so many of the same exercises I take my private clients through. Some exercises will help you talk about the hard issues without the conversation becoming a fight. And other exercises are going to make you feel like you're in the honeymoon phase again. After going through the course, when you look at your partner and you go to a restaurant, maybe even other tables will be looking over at you smiling, laughing, and having a great time. Maybe even they'll mistake you for a new relationship. 
even though you've been together for years. So imagine if you and your partner could spend $1,500 to do something together. How would you want that experience to make you feel? Does your current communication skill set set you up for that feeling when you're out doing something together? And if it does, great, go do things together then. But if it doesn't, and you're thinking, oh, I don't wanna take a course or communication cures is too expensive, ask yourself, what are my priorities in life right now? And does my bank account reflect that? Here's the second mistake couples make when they're thinking, okay, okay, how do I make my relationship happy? Instead, they think, eh, my problems aren't that bad yet. They think, oh, we aren't happy, but we're not miserable either. So like an infection, when a problem comes up repeatedly, is left unaddressed, it makes the infection worse and it festers. On average, couples wait six years, six years of letting problems fester before they seek help. Why? Why would you wait six years to get relationship help when the infection has already gotten bad and it's hard to treat? Imagine how much faster could the infection heal if you treated it as soon as the problem started? With the four pillars of communication cures, you can discover how to actually feel seen and heard about eh, almost every topic without giving up who you are. So you can finally have the stable, secure, and loving relationship that you've really been waiting for. So if you're ready to invest in creating communication so strong that when you go out on your next date night, you can spend the dinner smiling, laughing, and enjoying flowing conversation with your partner, then click the link in the show notes and check out the new course, Communication Cures. I mean, heal the wounds now before they get infected. If you're listening to this episode before or on October 28th, the course is out now. You can get it right now, but the course stops being on sale. We're stopping selling it on October 28th. So it's, if it's October 28th or before, click the link in the show notes right now. But if you're listening to it after October 28th, you can click the link in the show notes and get on the waiting list for next time. So if you want a happy relationship, it's time to decide what are your goals? Are you willing to allocate time, money, and effort into achieving those goals? If you want a happier relationship, there is no magic cure or quick fix. You have to set a goal and take small steps consistently to reach your goal. You don't need to settle for an alone feeling, sharing the halls of your home with someone when, you, when what you really, really want is a lover, confidant, and arms that feel like home. So if you want a happier relationship, think about what your goals are and think about if your time, money, and effort is in alignment with your goal. And again, if you think communication cures could be helpful for you, click the link in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.